Good day, podcast listeners, and welcome back to the Carry On Cast at Easter Lutheran Church. This is Pastor Brandon, and I'm joined today by... Hey, I'm Pastor Megan. And... Pastor Steve. What? That's all the pastors at Easter Lutheran Church. In one spot at one time? It's amazing. You don't say. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are, uh, we've launched into our new worship series, Life in His Name. Life in whose name? Jesus. Uh, Jesus. He's risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. It's still Easter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, And it's interesting to think about, is life? In his na- in the risen Lord's name, different than life in the the regular Lord's. Anyways, we're just so glad you're tuning in. I was gonna say, do you want to go down that road? Because that's a that's a whole it's podcast a really on question. its own, my friend. It's a whole sermon series. Yeah. yeah right? Some days I wake up and I'm just feeling meh, and I'm like, Jesus is alive. You got to snap out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good news. So, well, um, anyways, enough about my mental health. Uh, we're so glad you're joining us. Uh, there. This week's story is uh, long and baffling. Um, I mean, so, also good and, and interesting. And fantastic, transformative right. Jesus. Right. Right. Um, yes. But uh, I get to preach on it, so I'm looking forward to help from the podcast to help me narrow down which part to preach on. Oh, man. Um, God bless you, because it's, it's a tough choice. Pastor <laughs> Steve, do you think we're ready to do that? With <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see choice. what happens. Preacher's yeah. choice. I yeah. like that. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. Well, we'll see which, which portion of the reading I already have a costume for and go from there. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. So, But a lot has, has happened because so this past, past week we had um, – Ananias mm. and Saul, and mm. Ananias is sent to Saul, who's been persecuting um, people, and now uh, he's transformed, and yeah. he's going to become Paul and tell people about Jesus yes. rather than persecuting people who follow Jesus. And so uh, there's a little bit of a gap between uh, Saul's conversion to Paul and today's story where we find Paul and Silas in prison. So Pastor Steve is going to give us the... Uh, Abridged Reader's Digest. Very abridged version. Incredibly abridged. Yeah. So Saul disappears for a while. It goes back to Peter. Peter has his big encounter with Cornelius. The Holy Spirit comes on a Roman. What? And thus begins the Holy Spirit just breaking all the rules. And the whole story of Acts from this point on is the Holy Spirit coming and filling and empowering non-Jewish people. And uh, Peter and Philip have... A fun time doing that. That had already uh, that happens, and then uh, Paul comes back on the scene, and Paul is commissioned along with a guy named Barnabas, and they go on a journey to bring the good news of Jesus to uh, Gentile folks and to Jews who are spread around um, outside of Israel. Oh. And so they they plant some churches. Paul gets beat up, left for dead a couple times. Uh, comes back, has this big council with in Jerusalem, and the first, you know, church council, the first council, the first yeah. council in, council. in yeah. chapter fifteen, where they're like, okay, we got to make a big decision: do Gentiles have to be circumcised or not? Because that, my friends, is like the number one issue throughout all of Paul's letters. Yeah. <laughs> and facing the church today. Yeah, yes. <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it might not be uh, circumcision yeah. particularly, but yes. <laughs> so so the, the leaders in Jerusalem say, yes, we can't argue that the Holy Spirit has actually come upon Gentiles. They don't have to become Jewish first. What? So boom, Paul sets out for his second journey. He's got a new partner named Silas. They want to go to Ephesus, but the Holy Spirit doesn't let him. He has this vision to go across the Aegean Sea into Macedonia, 
and he ends up at a place called Philippi, which is a Roman colony, and he meets a woman named Lydia, and that's where our story begins. Yeah. Well, and you were mentioning before we pushed record, Lydia's kind of a big deal. Do you want to tell us a little more about her? Yeah, so Lydia was a really big deal. She was a wealthy woman who apparently is not married because her husband's never mentioned. She is wealthy woman, Roman citizen in Philippi. And we don't know if she was Jewish or not, but she was hanging out where the Jewish people hung out. And she was very open to the God of the Jews. When she encounters Paul, she's like, oh, Jesus, I'm in. (laughs) So why don't you all come and stay at my house? I will be the base of operation. And she probably funded the operation. Mm -hmm. So that when you read the the letter to the Philippians, it was probably delivered to Lydia's house. Mm -hmm. So she's a big deal. Yeah. And and from there, Paul launches into where our story begins today. Yeah. And then after this story, he actually comes back to Lydia's house, but we also don't read that. But she is a big deal. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. She's yeah. one of the powerful women of the New Testament, which doesn't get talked about very much. And, and her house is a, a launching point for mission, but then also a refuge for recovering from <laughs> Yeah, she was one of the first house churches in uh, Macedonia. She was the first house church, and and all the churches in the first century were house churches. And so she was the first one in Macedonia. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we thank God for her and her ministry that continues today through so many people. How many many of us know a Lydia, right? Oh, right. That that backer, that person who just says, whatever you need. Just a hard-working, wealthy person who yep. uses their power for good. Yep. Mm, need more of those. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of needing more of those, Pastor Megan. <laughs> what do we need more of which? I don't know. Um, I think we need more of God's Word. Oh, Would good you, transition. We're, yeah. We're going to um, break this story into three different parts. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, We're going to follow the Grow Guide model that Pastor Steve set before us. Um, our reading is from chapter 6, uh, Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 34. And so we're going to hear about that in three different parts. Right. So let's start with verses uh, 16 through 18 to begin. Uh, And just a note, the the pronoun here is we, because at this point in Acts, the author of Acts includes himself as part of the narrative. So Ah. when you say one day, as we were going to a place of prayer, just know that the author... uh, is, is relating this himself. Uh, so, starting with verse 16, one day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul on us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. Ah, perfect. Um, I just have one question. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, right. No, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I think that's an excellent question. Uh, so there's, uh, as whenever you hear in uh, both the Gospels and in Acts, there's a, a real like an urgency to this idea of uh, possession, of, mm. of, of spiritual possession, uh, demonic possession that is a reality in this time. And I'm not saying it is or isn't now. Like, don't, don't, 
don't freak out and say, Pastor Megan is pro-exorcism. That's not where I'm going. What I'm saying is that's the reality of this of this life and time. And so we're hearing a few things about this culture and time collide. You're hearing about slavery and friends, this is actual slavery. Mm. This isn't like quote unquote slavery. This woman is owned by this people. She is uh, possessed by what this scripture calls a spirit of divination. So a spirit that does some some fortune telling. Um, And this is how her owners make money. They abuse and manipulate her they uh, use her body as a means of wealth for themselves uh so i think the short version of it is it's pretty awful yeah uh but the thing that does crack me up about this terrible situation is that uh you know in the middle of verse 18 paul very much annoyed so after days of hearing the truth told about him (laughs) he turns and goes oh my gosh would you knock it off and Mm casts the spirit out mm-hmm. yeah and we and we don't really know why no he, he's a no because it, it, it seems like it's pretty good free advertising right for, for yeah. the message yeah. they brought to yeah. this people it, it literally just says he's annoyed so maybe for a day or two he was like oh this is good but then maybe mm-hmm. he was like this is not good anymore and and i'd like to believe he was at least partly annoyed by the, the act of slavery itself, mm-hmm. that he was annoyed by yeah. this. I mean, that's what I'd like to believe, but the text does not tell us that. It just says he's, he's, he's annoyed. Ticked. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's doubly disempowered because oh, yeah. she's owned by mm-hmm. her, her owners and then mm-hmm. she's possessed by a spirit. And mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, that's just, that's quite unjust. Pastor Steve, any final thoughts on on this portion? I don't, I don't want to get lost in, in that and miss yeah. the rest of the story. But. No, I... Just, just the fact that I wonder if Paul, knowing her situation, was like, I could set you free from this, but if I did, you would be worse off. Yeah. Mm. Because then you wouldn't be of value to your owner, and they'll probably are just going to kill you. Mm. Okay. So, but then he, we, I still don't know why he's annoyed. My, so here's <laughs> my hopeful, here's, here's my hopeful happy place. I just hope that she made it to Lydia's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And right. escaped her slave owners. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because that would be the good news for her. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think as Easter people, that's part of our calling is to mm. look look for folks who um, might be singly or doubly disempowered like this slave girl and to show up as Lydia's in their lives. Yeah. Um, so be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a call. That's, that's a, a need. big call. Mm. So what comes next, Pastor May? Oh, boy. Uh, verse 19 comes next. And uh, we get a little answer about what uh, <laughs> what the uh, owners thought about this situation. Mm. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. Please note, side note, editorial comment. That's not what they're really mad about. They're mad about losing their money. But Mm -hmm. hey, verse 22. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. So that ends with verse 24. And I just got to say, this story went from bad to worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Pastor Steve, first response. First response is, holy cow. 
this did go from bad to worse. So we, we have just th- this is such a clear example of how economic power crushes people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the, the Roman magistrates just, so there's scapegoating going on. The Roman magistrates just assume because these men are Jews that they're not Roman citizens, which means they have no rights. And so they can beat them unjustly, throw them into the darkest pit of the prison with no cause, no trial, no (laughs) anything, Mm -hmm. simply because they have disrupted the economic system. And yeah, just apply that across the board. Right. Right. Of how Mm. people are crushed by economy. And the the beauty of it in its horror, right, is the real problem is the economic power. But the excuse given, the scapegoating is you're not one of us. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't deserve justice. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. You are (gasps) you are lower than human. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the best you can hope for is getting stripped, beat and put in the darkest, yeah. deepest cell. The slave girl was a woman, so she doesn't count. Right, we, we don't and count you guys are Jewish yeah. men. Yeah, yeah. So since you're not Roman men, you right. don't count either. Right, mm. right. Mm. This, I mean, this mm. real heavy power structure of who who gets treated with any worth. Yeah. Mm. And that money's the excuse to do whatever you want with whoever you want. Yeah, and I know um, people don't like hearing me say this. Uh-oh. But this still happens today. Yeah. What? Yeah, can you believe it? That as a, as thought a we culture? were a completely equal justice system for everybody. Well, and I, I think <laughs> I, I even do it still. Oh man! And and I've read the Bible, and um, <laughs> I've read some of it twice. You know, aren't 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 there just some people that you're like, wow, well that's you know they're not equal. They or I think we even think, oh, there's people. There are people who don't deserve justice because they're so different or so unlike us. Or it's easy to say something to the effect of, ooh, that looks like a hard time for them, mm. right? It, and, and I can say that's, that's them, and that there's other things you know, that I gotta pay attention to, and so I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. my focus here. Yeah, and there are people who don't have a Lydia to yeah. help them. Yeah. Um, so I think you know, that this is all really challenging to me mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, too, one of the things that I love about this story, are you ready for this? I am. Is, um, you know, this is, I don't know how long after Jesus, you know, breaks free of a tomb. So uh, the the cojones of the Roman Empire to ah. think that, okay, well, we're going to put them in the innermost cell in this prison, even though this is like people who follow you know, this guy who was dead and was raised to life. But so a tomb couldn't hold hold Jesus, but for sure one of our prisons will hold these followers of him. I think it's very sweet that That's you good. think the Roman <laughs> Empire cared enough about any of these <laughs> or any yeah. of these events. I'm to pretty sure any the Philippian process. magistrates hadn't heard the story well, yet. And I, and I, don't, I don't think that Rome cared. I think they're like, oh, uprising, squash it. Oh, someone's being naughty, squash it. Oh, somebody's causing trouble, squash it. They, they said he rose from the dead. That's, That's cute. Squash it. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll decide who rises from the dead. Thank you. We're Rome. Yeah. So, no. It's like a double dare. It really is. Yeah. Try it again. <laughs> Try it again. Yeah. Ooh, and with that, that's a good lead-in yeah, to the last part of the story. Yeah, because they're about to care. 
Oh, oh boy. boy. They're about <laughs> to care. Starting with verse 25 to the end of the reading. Now, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, do not harm yourself for we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. Hmm. Now that is a conversion story. Yeah. Wow. The innermost cell couldn't contain the Holy Spirit. So, um, but I have a question about this portion. Just just, just one? Yes. What? (laughs) Um, So they've, they're sprung from prison, but they stay put. Mm -hmm. Uh, So why is the jailer considering uh, taking his life? What's going on here? Um, my understanding has been that it's it's effectively an honor killing. His his job was to defend the the jail, and he failed, and so he would be punished by someone anyway, uh, probably at the cost of his life. So it would be more honorable for him to take that burden upon himself. Gotcha. Which is pretty awful. Yeah, but um, Paul and Silas they intervene well, with uh, a different story, and worse than intervene, like they never left. The, everything was busted open. They could have. Mm. They could have taken off, and they went. No, 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 no. It's cool. We're we're just hanging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, but indeed, they stayed put. Yeah, you don't have to live in this culture of fear and shame, yeah. and uh, taking your life to, because you did a poor job at your job. Right. Uh, instead, there's good news for you. Right. There's and, a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And Pastor Steve. Yeah. So when I was studying this this week. Um, what, what captured me on this is, is I went back realizing that Acts is the second half of Luke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Way back in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus began his ministry, he opened up the scroll of Isaiah and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This story is an embodiment of that proclamation. Mm-hmm. The captive, because it wasn't just Paul and Silas that were set free. Mm-hmm. All the, the prison jail. gates were flung open, but the person who was most delivered was the jailer, because he, as you pointed out, was a captive to this oppressive system mm. of shame and and just systemic oppression of people. I mean, most of the people in that prison, my guess, were actually not criminals. Hmm. But they were either poor people led to stealing bread or people who were speaking out against corruption. Right. Or, I mean, like Paul and Silas, just right. just stupid and unlike, unlucky enough to, yeah. to run up against 
the power of yeah. economic might and Roman yeah. Empire. So here's what the gospel looks like, right? Prisons mm-hmm. are broken open mm-hmm. and people are sitting at the table eating together, mm-hmm. right? There's the table. Yep. <gasps> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yep. It's beautiful. And I, I, I just want to point out, because I'm Lutheran, um, that the entire family was baptized without delay. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet, since it's an entire household, that would have inc- included any of their slaves, any children present. They were all baptized. Pretty sure there was not a statement of faith made from any of those people before they received baptism. So I just mm-hmm. want to point out that, that baptism preceding statement of faith is still valid baptism. Just putting that out there, it's fine now. Yeah, and, and I love it because here they are living uh, in the shadow of the Roman Empire, and now they're baptized into uh, a new way, into yeah. this kingdom of God they're baptized into, life in his name. Yeah. Where prisoners eat with jailers. Right. Wow. That's, right. that's pretty cool. Wow. Well, um, gosh, I wish I, I had any idea what to preach about. <laughs> uh, but I, we I are, feel like you've got at least... I don't know. I'm going to say four or five sermons in there. Yeah. That you Did somebody take from? notes? <laughs> um, well, Listener, please note, Brandon <laughs> requires your notes. <laughs> we, we thank you so much for tuning in um, to this beautiful, powerful story. We hope yeah. we hope that um, whatever kingdom <laughs> you find yourself living in today, that these this story uh, sets you free to live in Christ's name. So thanks for joining us here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. May the road rise up to meet you.